Hey there, let's face it. Today's internet world is so saturated and everyone is fighting for their number one spot to be visible. It is no longer about running ads and having thousands of people on your email list. It is about building relationships and networking with others to grow your business and become visible. Hi, my name is Candice. I'm a podcast launch strategist and I help service-based business owners develop and deliver their message to the world by using platforms like podcasting and bringing valuable content to those who need to hear what they have to say. Welcome to the Hello C.S. Dorsey podcast. Welcome back to another episode of the Hello C.S. Dorsey podcast. I have Terry here on the show. Terry, how are you doing today? I'm great. Thank you so much for having me on here, Candace. Awesome. We're so happy to have you on. So tell everyone who you are and what you do. Okay. My name is Terry Begg, as you said. In my company, I've owned a painting business, Begg Painting Incorporated, since I was 18 years old. And so that's been like 43 years now. And I still love what I do. We really niched our business to where we just do certain types of paint jobs that pay the best and We're in and out quickly, and it took me a lifetime to get to that point, but I'm finally there, and I've had so much success with it, I wrote a book about it, and that's kind of what brings me here today. Awesome. I can't wait to dive into that. That is so amazing. So let's talk about the inspiration behind starting your business. What was that like for you? Going through school, you know, my friends, they all were going to go to college or get a job, of course. And I thought, yeah, that's what I'll do as well. But I I went to college for about four weeks (laughs) and I realized college isn't for me. And then I went through a lot of jobs, like three, four, five, you know, when I was just 17, 18 years old and I didn't get fired. I just was never happy working for somebody and I couldn't figure out what was wrong. And I finally realized I read a book about entrepreneurship and I realized when you have that mindset, you're just unemployable almost. And I think that's what the thing was for me because I started my painting business when I was 18 years old and I knew within a week that was what I was going to do the rest of my life. And that's been 43 years now. Wow. <laughs> that's yeah. that's I, amazing. You know, running a painting business maybe isn't the most exciting thing in the world, but it's been great because I just work for homeowners, people who own their houses. I don't get into big in, industrial and commercial jobs and things like that. So it's really all about relationships. And I've learned so much about what it takes to be successful in a service industry business, because once you learn a few certain things, it's all about customer service. And after that, the business will start to just feed itself and grow. I haven't advertised since 2012 and my business still grows every year. Oh, that's wonderful because it's word of mouth, huh? Yeah, exactly. It's Mm -hmm. all referrals and, and repeat business. That's awesome. That's amazing. Speaking of building relationships, I actually had a podcast mm-hmm. guest as before your episode, so that's going to be coming out soon. We just talked about, you know, how important it is to build relationships and how key it is to do so, you know, to have that human to human contact and just, you know, give value to those people. And once you have that connection, they're going to be like, oh, I know someone, you know, could you imagine yeah. like that one person knows maybe 10 people and they tell that 10, those 10 people about you, how awesome oh, yeah. that is, you know? So mm-hmm. I love word of mouth and connections and building relationships and networking. So I think that is so awesome. Right. Yeah. I know so many people think they need to advertise and get in front of, you know, millions of people or, or even just thousands in their own community. 
But that word of mouth marketing, if you treat people right, it grows really fast. I mean, before I knew it, I had more work than I could handle. And so I either had a choice of either growing and getting bigger, which I really didn't want to do. We already had three employees and we were turning over a house a day. So we were nearly knocking them out and I still couldn't keep up. So I just started taking only the best, easiest cash flowing jobs that I could find. And that's where my business is at today. But my point is it didn't take long. Once I started learning what it was the customers wanted, you know, they want to build a relationship with a, with a contractor and know they could use them over and over. And once you figure out certain little things about it, everything sort of is, it just sort of feeds itself and it grows without you really doing anything more, especially any advertising. As I said, it, it will, um, that word of mouth marketing, when you treat people right, word travels fast. Now, this is very interesting because, okay, some people think that online and offline, the marketing is completely different, but it's not. And I'm so happy that you mentioned that you learned what your customers wanted and essentially kind of like honed in on that. And it's the same thing when you're doing business online, everyone, when everyone's to listen. <laughs> it's the same mm-hmm. thing uh, that you're doing online. You have to learn what you know and understand your ideal customer and it, what exactly it is that they want. And I'm so happy that you come on here because I don't think I really had anyone who had an entrepreneurship offline. I get a lot of them that's, you know, online. So I'm really happy you came on to give your perspective and just basically say, hey, like, it's the same concept, you know? It is. It's just, you know, in a different way, the online, there's ways of growing your business online that don't even cost anything, such as YouTube videos. You know, if you want people, you want to add that personal touch, it's kind of hard in business to do especially if you don't ever see people face to face, but there's nothing wrong with putting little one minute videos on YouTube and just letting people see what you're about and what you stand for. And it is a way of growing your business without even meeting people as well. I love this. I'm a note taker. So if I pause, I mean, I'm taking notes. That's okay. And (laughs) podcasting is another thing. You know, it's a way to get your your personality out there so people can see what you're about and and what's important to you. and, And it, it sort of defines you, but then people can figure out once they know who you are, they, they're going to trust you more once they see what your intentions are. And if you put helping the person ahead of helping yourself, and that's what I try to do in my business. And it always comes back to me, you know, two, three times over every time, just people want to reciprocate when you do something nice for them. And I don't charge for every little thing I do. Sometimes it helps to throw little things in. It makes you more unforgettable, I guess. Yes. No, that's good. I love it so much. So can you remember a time in your business or starting now where you had a hello moment? Oh my gosh, yeah. I was hoping you'd ask me that actually, Candace. Look, I'm talking about the last 43 years in business. I can pinpoint it to the exact day, to the exact minute. And what it was is my wife and I, we got married when we were young. I was 21 and she was 19. And not because we had to, it's just we wanted to. And I tried to make it in the business and I really struggled. I mean, it, it wasn't always you know, all roses, like I make it sound now for the first seven or eight years, it was really tough. I mean, I felt like I was always one lost job from bankruptcy. We had bill collectors calling and it was horrible. And I promised my wife a good life if she married me. And I'll tell you what, it it just, I wasn't coming through and it put a lot of pressure on me. And I tried working hard. I mean, I tried to get any job I could find and just work it to death, but it really didn't help. I told her when I get better at painting, when I get better painting skills, things will get better. And I became a pretty good painter, but nothing changed. But when everything changed in my life was about, I think I was 27, 
28 years old, I believe. And I came home from work one day. My wife was sitting there on the couch with tears in her eyes. And I said, what's wrong? And she said three little words to me that changed everything. They weren't, I love you. They were, Terry, I'm pregnant. <laughs> and and that was it. There was something about that that just sparked something in me. And I realized, you know, I've been dragging my wife along in this very humdrum, barely get by life. And I wasn't going to do that with the family. And I just decided I needed to figure things out. And I took a whole different look at my business and I started treating my customers like they were my friends. I did a few other things, you know, to get things rolling, joined some professional associations and put up all the money I could possibly afford to buy a series of ads just to get the ball rolling a little bit. And everything changed within that six months. I doubled my income. And over the next period of, of one more year, I doubled it again. And, and everything changed in my life and it's done nothing but increase ever since then. But the big realization was knowing that I had other people depending on me and I had to step it up and I had to figure it out because no one really was going to help me. It was all up to me to do it. And once I changed my mindset, everything changed for me. It all got easier once I changed how I thought about my business, but mostly how I thought about my customers. I hope that makes sense. <laughs> no, it does. And I love the fact that you stated once you changed your mindset, then everything changed. And how often do we always get in our head, oh, you know, I can't do this or I'm not good enough yeah. for this. But just that one yeah. moment, you know, when your wife said that she was pregnant, you like, okay, that's out the window. Now <laughs> It's time for the yep. beat the pavement. And I, it's, yep. it's something about kids. I don't know what it is. Something about kids and having a family. It just, you know, turn you into the you know, a superhuman being, like I, it's amazing yeah. to me. It really is. Yeah. You know, I was willing to do whatever it took. And I said, not only are we going to turn things around, you're not going to work. I want you to stay home. And, you know, she wanted to anyways, and I didn't want her to take a job. I wanted her to take care of our kids. So that meant I even had to make more money. And I said, I'll work three jobs at a time if that's what I have to do. But it's just something about when you put yourself on the line and you, like you said before, you believe in yourself. And even when no one else believes in you and you're, and you're just not going to let it not happen, you're going to make it happen no matter what it takes. There's something about life will just align itself to help you along the way if it sees you're serious. I hope that doesn't sound too crazy to you. No, but it doesn't. I, I really believe that when life sees that you're serious and you're going to take something and take it seriously and go after it hard, it, it'll help you. People showed up in my life that I never could have planned for or imagined in situations that worked out like there was a home improvement show just right at that same time that was coming along. And I ran into someone that said, get into that. And I barely had, a, it cost me $500 to be in a home and garden show at a mall. But over the course of that week, I got like 60 people came in and saw me. There was a radio station there that talked about what I did. I was just a house painter, but it made it sound like I owned a painting business. And within a few months, I had hired a crew and everything started rolling from then. But it seemed like I had to take that first step to show life that I wasn't going to back down from this. I was going to figure it out. And things just started falling into place after that. Gosh, I love it. I love it so much. And I love the fact that you put your yourself out there and you just went for it. And it that's definitely is is definitely key. It's and I know you mentioned it was scary, but that's when I what I call happy afraid. Like it's a happy feeling, but it's also a scary feeling. So I call it happy afraid. Right. <laughs> You're oh, happy that, and you're afraid. <laughs> Oh, that's good. I like that. Yeah, I was reading a book just recently that so many people think of fear and excitement are really close. They're almost the same emotion. And a lot of people, they're excited, but they look at it as fear. 
and they step away a little bit. And I thought that was really interesting in a book I had just read recently by Scott Allen about overcoming fear. And he said that in it is that sometimes we just, we're not scared, we're excited, but we interpret it as fear. And when I started thinking about that, I thought, yeah, that's exactly what was going on in my life is just when you feel you can't go back, you look right past that fear and, and you just got to be ready for that challenge and almost excited for it. And, you know, I went from just going in and telling customers what I could do for them to where I'd go in the house and if they offered me a cup of coffee, I didn't really drink coffee, but I, I sure as heck sat down and I had a cup of coffee with them because it gave me a chance to talk to them about, you know, my son who was going to be born in a few months and, and how excited I was to paint their house and things like that. And it's just, I know it sounds kind of cliched, but, and they know you're there to sell something, but they also want to work with someone they understand and can kind of support, if you know what I mean. Yes, that's definitely key because even I do so. I live with my mom and her and I, we, you know, we don't have really have a lot of help. So we rely on Mm -hmm. like neighbors giving recommendations and different things like that. And everyone that we have come, you know, do work for us or anything like that. We treat them as if, you know, they're a part of the family, like they were one of our family members, (laughs) you know, and when they come, they're shocked as to, you know, when we give them extra, because we're like, we, it's something about them. Like maybe we don't know if it's their humble spirit or, you know, the fact they do a really good job too, but it's the fact that, you know, they come to us, they do the job. They're very humble about, you know, presenting what, how much they charge and everything. And we're like, "Mm, yeah, no, we're going to give them more, you know? And they just keep coming (laughs) back. And it's like, you know, (laughs) it's like their family, you know, it's my my pastor always say, if you're going to go one mile, go two, you know, just take an extra couple of miles when you, you know, giving uh, or doing something for someone. Yeah. Oh, I love that. In a book that I wrote, I talk about that a lot is people reciprocate in kind when you do a little bit more for them. And it sounds like they go out of their way to do stuff for you guys because you're so, I have customers like that, like you guys are. They're just, they go out of their way to be nice you know, you almost have to start it, show them why you're there and you're not there just to get a paycheck, but you're there to help them. You know, selling becomes more about helping and then it doesn't feel like you're selling, if you know what I mean. Because that was, that was my biggest obstacle to overcome is I had a brother-in-law in my family who was a used car salesman and he would always brag about how he sold a car for like a thousand dollars more than the dealership even wanted and so proud of himself. And I hated that. And it just seemed so I don't know, just like you were stealing. And I, so I really shied away from selling until I figured out and looked at it differently. Like selling is helping, you know, the people are there, they're, they're going to pay you, but they're paying you for a service. And I always try to give more, you know, than what I get. And I always end up getting it back. Just like what you said right there with when people work at your house, you always give them a little bit more. And that's the way it should be. I think that's fantastic. Yes, I I agree. Because it's like you are doing us a service because uh, we can't do this. (laughs) We don't want to do this, you know, so and we're so grateful that when people come in and help us around the house and everything. So it's truly a blessing for us. So we're like, look, you saved us pain, backache, you know, leg aches yeah. <laughs> and all the stream and <laughs> stuff. Funny. So, you know, we are truly, truly grateful about that. Hey there, C.S. Dorsey here. We thrive on awesome feedback from our listeners because you make the show. Now, we'd like to ask you to take a moment to comment, share, give a rating or share your hello moment. 
Once you've done that, take a snapshot of the review and tag me on Instagram at csdorsey underscore hello. I cannot wait to hear from you. So let's talk about dream it, do it, scale it. Could you talk more about that? That's, I pretty much, I wrote a book. It's called Attract and Keep Customers for Life. And and I use my painting business as a lot of examples, but it applies to any service business and almost anyone who sells a service, which is really everybody. We're all selling something, right? Or an idea or a dream. We just have different names for it. But dream it, do it, scale it is really, if you imagine something and you want it bad enough and you can see it clearly, there's a really good chance you can make it happen. And some people think just because life hasn't given that to them that it's not going to happen. But maybe it's just life saying that you're just not there yet. You know, just keep going. And I never quit on dreams. I always keep going and going and going until it works out for me. And I've tested it in other different areas of my life. And I always haven't always had 100% success in everything, but I usually come out on top most of the time, but it's not because I'm lucky. It's just because you got to have that attitude that you can make it happen if you're determined to make it happen, you know? Yes. I love it so much. One question I want to ask you. So you've been painting for 40 years. Have you ever Mm -hmm. thought about doing something else? Uh, Well, yeah, I have actually. And I I did. I wanted to write this book and it's been a dream of mine. That was a dream of mine for maybe the last 10 years, but it wasn't until just a few years ago, I've been playing around the play around with it. And then I had, uh, because I painted so much, I had to have shoulder surgery and I knew I was going to be down for about eight weeks. And I thought, okay, that's all I need. Eight weeks. I can write my book while I can't paint or anything. Well, that eight week book took me eight months but I stayed with it and I got it done. But that was a big dream of mine that was outside of painting. And I'm still working on that because I'm turning that book now into people are saying they, you know, the book is inspiring, but they want to know how to do what I actually did. So I'm in the process now of creating a course that's based on the book because the book is like based on what I call four abilities. And that's likability, believability, trustability, and wow ability. It's like the different stages of selling, but it's just through believing in yourself, being likable, building trust, because it all comes back to trust. And the foundation of trust is relationships with your customers. I love it. I love it. And I love the fact that you stuck with one thing and you grew it, you scale it, you essentially over the years figure out how you do things better, but it was still within that same niche. And I think that it's very important to let people know that it it is doable. You know, you don't have to be all over the place. You know, sometimes we're like, oh, I'm here, I'm here, I'm there, I'm there. But you can actually do that one thing and keep and grow it, but do different things within that one thing. Yeah, right. There's no matter what you're doing, there's always there's certain little things probably that whenever you do them, they always go well. The customer's happy if you're in the service industry that pays the best. And I say in my book, I say, find that one thing. And then own that piece of the market, you know, be the go-to guy. When homeowners call other painters to have their house paint sprayed with, if they have aluminum siding and they want to spray, other painters recommend us because they know we're the guys that do that in our area. And I think it's really funny, probably 15, 20% of my work comes from other house painters, but it's all about like what you just said, find what it is you like the best and then become the very best at it and become known for that, whatever that is. 
you know? Yes. Love it so much. Yeah. And it's it's different for different businesses, but you figure it out in time. You start to see what goes well, what's easy, what you always get great results at and what you make your best money at. And that's probably where you should be directing your time and effort. It used to take us three days to paint a house. Then it got to be two. Now we do a house in one day. We just, you, you figure out little shortcuts and ways to, without skimping on the quality, we just find different tools and different ways of doing things so we can get in and out and turn jobs over quicker. In Ohio, we only have about eight months where we can work outside. But in that time, we paint almost 100 houses, just uh, three of us. <laughs> That's a really good, I won't say selling point sound like that word. That's a really good offer. Or I will say, yeah, it's a really good offer. Like we paint your house in one day. Like if I can have somebody come yeah. in here and repaint for one day, I'm like, I will definitely take it no matter how much they cost, you know, because yeah. it's like it's a yeah. one and done, you know? Yeah. Yeah, because what's the picture in your mind when a painter is coming in, you know, drop cloths everywhere, spilled paint, ladders you're ducking under. But no, if you could come in and out in a day and people love that. At first, I thought it's going to sound like we're fly by night cheap painters, but we're not. We use the best paint on the market. We do a quality job, but there's just ways of expediting things, you know, so you can go turn them over faster. And that applies to a lot of businesses. There's quicker ways of doing things. Mostly a lot of that's in the service industry. But like I said, we all kind of in a way sell a service. Don't we? I guess. Yes. Yes, we do. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> and a lot of people will, they will pay more definitely for expedited service. Yeah. For those of you who's listening out there. So if you have a service that you're doing and you want to streamline it and make it, you know, to where so you could do it in a day, people will pay. People will pay mm-hmm. for that one day service. They will. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. That's so awesome. Right. Yeah, yeah. They see it's a well thought out system, and it has to be that way to be able to to move things along quick. And they like that. It looks very professional to do it that way. Mm-hmm. I agree. I think, yeah. So, any last minute advice you have for our listeners out there? Any advice as far as uh, dream and do it, scale it? Yeah. I, the, <laughs> the big, I guess to kind of keep it in general terms, the biggest advice I could give is: no matter how tough things seem in your life, the very starting point is you got to believe in yourself. You know, because it doesn't matter what other people think about you. It's having that courage to step up and just keep pushing forward wherever that is, whatever the path is. Don't give up. You know, believe in yourself and just don't stop. Just keep pushing forward. Try to do something every day that moves you a little closer to your goal, even if it's nothing more than reading a couple pages of a self-help book. I literally read hundreds of books when I was trying to figure out what I was doing with my life. And it helped me a lot. It just, it helps you connect better with people. And remember that people are are the pathway to your success. A lot of times I used to think of my customers as an obstacle, you know, either they won and didn't hire me or I won and got hired. But when I started thinking of people as actually the pathway of my success, I started treating them like my friends and they started treating me the same way. And everything changed at that point. So set your goals and try to do something every day to move a little closer even if it's nothing more than getting up a half hour early and reading. I really like that. So my question, follow-up question, how many goal-generating activities or how many things, everybody have their goals and they have a long list <laughs> of what they need to do yeah. to achieve those goals. So what do you recommend people do on a day like three things, two things, or or just one thing, just try to do one thing a day? Wow. There's a lot of different ways of looking at it. But yeah, if you have a lot of goals, I would try to just focus on maybe the important one first, if you can, the most important thing to do that first day, maybe. And then if you can keep breaking it down, but if you can see the end goal 
I mean, where you want to be, and then just try to look at it working backwards if you can. You know, come back. You know, if you want more business, well, that means I got to uh, spend more money on marketing, and to do that, I need to do more painting. I do more whatever I do to create a little more income first. Try to look at where you want to be and work backwards, and then start going every day. Maybe focus on one goal at a time if you can, so you don't feel overwhelmed and complete each task, and then go on to the next one. I think writing it down is really important because it's hard to hit a target that you can't see. I spend a little time in my book talking about, you know, achieving your goals, but the starting point is having a written out plan and seeing where it is you want to be and then work backwards and try to write down the steps it'll take and break them down as much as you can. If it's monthly, weekly, daily, maybe even just, you know, like I said, one thing every day, like you said, if you could just do one thing that moves you a little closer and that keeps that motivation going and eventually it'll build momentum. I believe that really happens. It's just the key is not give up. Just keep pushing. I love it. Don't give up and keep pushing. I love it so much. So where can everyone find you? You can find my book on Amazon. You could either Amazon search my name, Terry Begg, or you can also put the title of my book in an Amazon search, attract and keep customers for life, and it'll show up. Or if you want to go to my website, it's at terrybegg.com. And I have a blog on there, a lot of articles. I think one of the articles on that blog is goal setting, how to achieve your goals, and a lot of useful tips for just people skills sort of things, interpersonal skills. And that seemed to me, it was my mantra throughout the book is work on your people skills more than your technical skills because it'll speed your success faster because people are the pathway to success, I believe. I love it. I love it so much. And we're going to link those, all those in the show notes so people can click and go directly to you or purchase your book. It's awesome. Terry, thank you so much for being on the show today. I had such a good time, Candace, and I wish you all the luck with the podcast and everything. I really had a great time and thank you for letting me tell my story. I, I really do appreciate that. Yes, of course.